0: Hello, Nick. Hello. How are you? Um...
1: I'm okay. I'm eating onion rings. I'll stop. My uh, micro- my earphone, not my microphone, exploded just oh, as a... Wow. Uh, well, no, that's not true. I just haven't been out here a lot, so I'd forgotten that one of the ear bits has completely fallen off it. Oh dear! So it's kind of balanced on the side of my head. That might fall off at any second. And just before I came in to start recording, uh, one of the one of my dogs, the elderly one, had had done a poo inside, which sounds awful, but it's pretty much uh, normal every couple of days at the moment. Um, oh. but I had but I had to clear it up because there's no planning for it. Is the problem?
0: No, dogs, man.
1: Oh, yeah, I know. Uh
0: can't they, live they, with them, no, have to they, wait for them to die. They should invent a dog that picks up its poo. That would be a good dog. What is it about dogs? Have you ever had a packet of peanuts on an airline and not been entirely happy with uh, how they're packaged or the contents they're in?
1: And then been thrown off violently. What's,
0: what's that all about? I don't know. I think Men, I think, men yeah. be like this and women also be like that.
1: I think you're doing a bit, yeah. And I kind of need you to. Okay. I'm feeling quite. I'll be honest. I'm feeling quite glum at the moment. That's not uh, good. Border bordering on depressed. It's entirely Ooh. situational. Okay. But um, but I can't. I mean, one thing I do want to say. No that's real. Funny. No. Well, no, that's true. Uh, one thing um, I do want to say, though, is. Uh, I'm having a conversation on the... I've ended up in a conversation on the We Have Issues Twitter account Uh with a guy who uh, is really desperate to be persecuted for being right-wing, I think. Right, okay. Well, that's no problem. (laughs) He's he's trying to start an argument with a creator who has said that they personally, as a freelancer, would not want to work with a right-wing, a a Trump-voting writer. And the guy is insisting... Uh, that the guy, what the what the artist is talking about is um, uh, uh, a blacklist, and the artist Steady. is saying, "Yeah," and the artist is saying, "No, I'm one freelancer. I get to choose who I work with. That's mm. fine. It's not a blacklist. And I bet it's this a guy, very
0: white list, anyway, isn't it?
1: Yeah, pretty much. And this guy's uh, this guy's obsessed. But anyway, so I've ended up, uh, despite myself, I made a couple of stupid jokes at their expense, and Good. my." Um, my instinct Can, with these things is Nick, to sorry. Only...
0: Can you hear my daughter uh, enjoying herself at the top of her voice in the background? Yeah, yeah. Sorry about
1: that. It's okay. I'll just have to cut it out.
0: Stupid happy child.
1: Um, I don't blame her, James. I entirely blame you. So, um, <laughs> so the but anyway, this guy he, is uh, is now trying the tactic with me. Of saying that uh, political uh, uh, and like artists and writers don't have to agree; um, it's just a job. We're talking about freelancers here, uh, and I said, "Well, but it's a collaboration. It's like a relationship. It would be stupid to get into one with someone <laughs> who is so vocally opposed to your own ideals. That's yeah. that's just stupid." And uh, he said, "They don't even have to agree. They're just uh, like they, they, it isn't a. It doesn't have to be political at all." And I said, oh, art is inherently political. Creative work is inherently political." He said, "No, it doesn't have to be political. It just has to be art." Blah 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 blah. And so I'm responding to it, and I shouldn't be because I was only really <laughs> interested in it being a funny, you know. Yeah. I wasn't even like being really cruel to the guy. I was just like being whimsical. Anyway.
0: But they don't do but, funny, and then they said the left's got no sense of humor.
1: Yeah. But you know what uh, What I was like? So now we're arguing about whether or not uh, creative work can be, uh, whether or not things have to be political. And at some point, I'm either going to have to hold my nose, uh, I'm either going to have to eject from the conversation or hold my nose and make the life is inherently political <laughs> argument. Because yeah. there's just no fucking point. I mean, it's true, but there's no point. If someone doesn't get it, they don't get it.
0: Or you could just type I invoke Godwin's law and leave it at that.
1: Yeah, well, and then the other person, and then another person involved in the conversation thanked the original person for their service. So I looked at their, um, I looked at their Twitter account, which I really should do in advance of picking fights mm. with people, I suppose. Um, I looked at their their Twitter profile, and it's like it's only like two sentences, and the first half of it is that he's an Iraq war vet. Okay, and so I thought my, my first couple of instincts to that, my first instinctive response to that. Mm and my second one as well was, well, that doesn't mean he knows what the fuck he's talking about when it comes to <laughs> comics. And then it was like, well, he's clearly American, so I don't have to thank him for his service because he wasn't fighting for me. But then, so I've been puttering around uh, on those two obnoxious little viewpoints. But then it's occurred to me that this is a person who is arguing that creative work and artistic endeavour doesn't have to be inherently political And they can't even get through the sentence of their profile
0: (laughs) without making a political statement. Actually, on on that, um, I um, just just went back to work today. I've been off for two weeks for the Easter break. And last Wednesday, I took um, Scarlet Sprinkles, the ice cream emporium on Southampton's High Street. I recommend it. There are many, many delicious flavours available. I also had a really nice cup of coffee. And um, I'd just like to take a moment, if I could, uh, just to uh, thank the guy who took my order and delivered my coffee. I'd like to thank him for his service. Um, and I'd like to thank all servers of coffee and ice cream. I'd like to take a moment just to thank them all. Thank them all for their service.
1: I think they all listen.
0: Yeah, so thank you for your service. Uh, we stand shoulder to shoulder with our uh, uh, retail heroes, yeah, yeah, man, they have to go out there day after day, and they have to come face to face with people who live in this shitty, little, angry country. And the I thank them for their humanity. service the absolute worst of humanity, and I thank them for their service.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. J- I like.
0: I finish my bit now.
1: Was that a bit? Yeah, that was a you bit. You sounded really sincere. I know oh, you have a bit it. of trouble with sincerity.
0: Yeah, well, I'm very monotone. <laughs> no, I just, I just mean you tend to flinch from it and run in the other direction. That's what people say in all the subreddits about us. I'm very monotone. Loads of subreddits about us, but that's, they're so sub you've never seen them. They're like sub sub sub.
1: That's not funny because you know that woman said that I had a monotone voice once.
0: I did. Yeah, in the subreddit, I expect.
1: The, um, no to my face in Forbidden Planet, but she thought it was a compliment, which was weird because, because <laughs> Your Forbidden voice Planet... has no
0: character, but your voice has got lots of character. And, um, I think, uh, it's also a very warm and comforting voice.
1: Well, she said, Oh, I really like your voice. It, it reminds me of, Oh, who is it? Who is it? That ra- Marvin the Paranoid Android.
0: <laughs>
1: He's not really paranoid, is he? He's just depressed.
0: Yeah. Douglas yeah, very... Adams was a hack. He was a bit, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Yeah, sorry, I was typing a response to uh, Mike. Hi, Mike. Um, on that, occurs, yeah. No, sorry, go on.
1: It occurs to me that we could just talk to him like, out loud. I was thinking, I was arranging my desk space so that I could get at my keyboard mm. and see the screen... And also talking to the mic, and the mic not pick up the hum of the computer and all of that stuff. And then I thought, I, I've got a mic in front of me. I could just, I could just talk, talk straight at it. Do
0: you know, I've got a lovely viewer. I am because I had last two weeks off, and there's several things I've completed. Uh-huh. One of which is I've almost completed the Titanic, right? And I'm sat at the end of the model I've been building, and I'm sat at the end of the table, and I'm looking, and it's got a light on it.
1: Uh-huh. And I'm
0: looking directly Bower Stern. And it's got all the rigging up and stuff. It looks quite lovely. I'm quite pleased with it. It's not quite finished, but I'm I'm quite pleased.
1: It's unthinkable. They said she was unsinkable. I'm yeah, no a
0: musical. That's the bit I'm really looking forward to because once I've I've finished building it, I get to smash it against a piece of ice and uh, sink it. So excellent. Yeah, two months of work only to be dashed. I mean, to be fair, I'm moaning. I'm saying two months of work. To be fair. The people who worked on it, um, in at Harland and Wolf probably took more than two months to build the Titanic.
1: Well, not
0: uh, lazy, thick bastards.
1: Not each. I'm sure each of them only put a week in or something. I don't. Is <laughs> that how really shipbuilding
0: works? Is it? I think. Have, I think there's a lot of them working of, on it. You have thousands of people contributing single weeks. Well, it's that not would like be one, one way towards like... full employment. What? That'd be one way towards uh, a full employment economy. It's not. It's not like spread the work out more.
1: Like one bloke did it all, though, is it? Like your boat, your boat's a much more impressive uh, endeavor.
0: Well, you ain't seen it. it. Might look shit for all you know.
1: Also, like you know, um, those. Uh, I guess it's a Japanese culture thing, or where they they make really tiny. Like there's bonsai trees, yeah. and there's really tiny where people do drawings on on pieces of rice and um, and stuff like that. It's clearly more skillful to do things small than it is to do things big. Therefore ocean liners mm. and the like are a piece of piss.
0: All kidding aside, I I do find it incredibly meditative doing the models. I I find it really calming. It's incredible. Are you not just, you just do following what...
1: the instructions though? Yeah, but you
0: have to take time to sort of precisely prepare pieces and glue them correctly, using the right method, you know, very carefully painting things and making sure things fit. Yeah, a little more complex. It's not Lego, mate. Hmm? It's not Lego.
1: Legos, there are infinite possibilities with Lego.
0: That's true, whereas there really, there was was two possibilities for this model of the Titanic. One, it gets completed uh, as a model of the Titanic and looks a fair representation of that ship. B it becomes an absolute bloody mess of plastic and glue. So
1: our um are you do you know if Peter Hammerson is younger than us? Because I think he's younger than us.
0: I'm pretty sure he's younger than us.
1: Uh our friend, our well, online Well I'm what friend. you're
0: sixty you're sixty seven, aren't you? I'm Yeah. I'm seventy one. Yeah. So our um
1: online friend, Peter Hammerson, mm-hmm. he uh he uh his uh Twitter feed is a joy to behold because he's always posting stuff. It's like he's discovering our childhoods. Brilliant. All the time. So he's constantly tweeting pictures of comics. Mm.
0: Um
1: of, of comics of the of the day, which yeah. is quite which is quite cool. But also he's he started like uh uh tweeting uh, photos of like Lego adverts and stuff from oh, the time brilliant. as well and there's this one particular one that I actually remember. It's when Space Lego was just starting to become a thing. And the designs of those ships are like really cool little fighter jet, like ship yeah. jet things. And I don't know. You're, te- you're typing again,
0: aren't you? No, I'm not.
1: Aren't you? No, you to just be... typed
0: it. I just saw yeah. it. To be fair, though, you know, looking at looking at what I typed, I think I was disproportionately distracted. Uh, for the output that I created, uh, I'm a for, bit the listener,
1: for the listener, in case this doesn't make it uh, make it into the final edit, um, he he did a smiley face, but it it wasn't even. He didn't even put a nose in. He did a smiley no. face the way I do them, which is literally yeah. two characters. <laughs>
0: That's what that sort of smile in it. It's a bit of a gurn, really. Can um, yeah,
1: can, I played with madness. Is- What's Mixler like on the phone? Oh, you can't really do it on the phone, can you?
0: Um, Mixler on the phone is like, Hello? Hello, this is Mixler. Uh, Am I speaking to James? Hello? Hello? That's what Mixler's like when it's on the phone.
1: Listeners who are new to the podcast and are just uh, picking this up on iTunes or something like that, uh, we broadcast
0: live on... Just a quick quick PSA on that. If, if, If this is your first show... The content of this podcast is very pre-2014, so fair warning. Pre-2014? Pre-2014. What does that mean? Everything before 2014 was pretty awful, as far as podcasts were concerned, and I think we're very much in that tradition. I read an article.
1: Oh, you're bitching about the, the...
0: We no, don't need them. We don't need validation not, from the not, man, man. I'm not. I'm not seriously bitching about it. I, I just. It, it was. It was more. It tickled the hell out of me that there was this article written by. Um, is it someone from? They do they call themselves New Media or something like that? Who were very positive about podcasts, and we we ended up being, um, uh, by by persuading people we know to vote for us to be shortlisted for an award, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, was it New Media Europe or something like that? And, yeah. and they're, they're very keen on promoting homegrown podcasts and more power to them. They do a very good job. But someone wrote a little bit of sort of, um, copy today, like a press release kind of thing, really, wasn't it? Sort yeah. of, uh, but it was sort of press release fluff, fluff piece really sort of complaining, I think, about the Guardian doing another very obvious sort of Top of the podcasts list, which is fine. They do that all the time, and you know that I probably listen to a lot of the stuff on their list. It's because they list good stuff. You know that's that's fair play. But the person writing it um, was speaking uh, from perspective of uh, having got into podcasts in twenty fourteen, and kind of implying that that was uh, the point where podcasts got good, and and uh, inadvertently seeming dismissive about podcasts prior to 2014 and what the podcast scene in the UK was like and it was kind of just it was it was clumsily written but it tickled me it, it peaked Every, it peaked a friend of ours and it uh, amused me
1: but everyone everyone knows that uh the halcyon days of podcasts were Ricky Gervais anyway <laughs> he was he was, wasn't he the first and last person who could do a completely uh a completely um paid for podcast and that was years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, I,
0: I, I think I think others have perfected it. I generally mm. think comedy, bang bang. I, I can't get past it. I can't. I love it so much.
1: But you don't have to pay for it.
0: You don't have to. But the howlap no, is a treasure trove. I love it.
1: But that's no. That's what I mean. I said a totally paid mm. for podcast like yeah, I Ricky, guess, Gervais, yeah. Ricky Gervais's uh, thing uh, at a point was. Um, like totally subscription, wasn't it? I think I seem to remember something. Like no, that. it started know, off. It
0: started off free, very yeah. early. His very early podcasts were free. Yeah, and then they very quickly went behind a paywall.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think, but um... to be
0: fair, it was just it was just following what big stuff did. I mean, the difference between like gervais and other podcasts at the time was like he was creating comedy albums that you'd pay money for through iTunes. So. Yeah, yeah.
1: I wasn't. I mean, I wouldn't criticize him mm. for it, not for that. Yeah. There's a whole litany of things I mean, of form, but say, you can criticise him for. I'm that.
0: you've got loads else there, mate. So
1: yeah, but I mean, I just can't even be like, I didn't read, I didn't read any of that, um, uh, any of that discussion beyond uh, the couple of people I know who were reacting to it angrily. Just because I kind of sussed that that's what those guys were like back when they did the first award thing. It was yeah. It was immediately pricing people like us out of the market in terms of tick like tickets to the ceremony and stuff mm. like that were concerned and it's just sort of it's it's really apparent what this is a bit inside baseball and it's probably a bit boring, but I mean the last episode of this was me reading two children's stories. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so so There's a lot like, of value there though. There's a lot I, of re listen value there if you've got children.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I've got a monoton monotonous voice voice. Uh, got yeah, a monotonous ch- voice.
0: Well, yeah, and it helps you helps you get to sleep, which is good. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I suppose it does. Yeah. Um but Oh god I'm the, sleepy. It's interesting uh to me that they it's interesting to me that the complaint from them was that it's always the same stuff that comes up hmm. in those lists and that they only favour a a certain upper level of like pro podcasters who come into the thing because that that's kind of every like that was kind of the situation with the awards thing as well like Mm -hmm. i don't i don't want to criticize all the people who do self-help or tech or technology podcasts because there's obviously like a you know i don't listen to any of them but there's obviously a, a market for it there but it's it's really clearly that that they were favoring from the beginning anyway yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't even know how people who have forty forty listeners. Yeah, I'm Really, no, I, I, really I, I break through. I kind of get the um.
0: Yeah, but they're the best forty listeners, aren't they?
1: Oh yeah, obviously. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, thirty of them are bots, but I
0: mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, welcome to the bots. Thank you for being there my um, spider my
1: Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man toy is I'm getting a lot of value out of him at the moment.
0: You've broken me a little bit. I'm really upset. Um I can't remember no. what I was gonna say. No, that but the whole their the whole MO is kind of self helpy, networky, businessy sort of um yeah. podcastery, isn't it? Which which I don't get at all, I'll be honest with you. But then, you know, who who would if you if you told if you told someone about our show in the abstract, who would get that? Yeah, I mean that's a good question. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I uh I was listening to a. Uh, I, I was. I, I've started doing pictures for. um I, I've started trying to do the uh, episode art for We Have Issues because I stalled on it uh, roughly a year ago, actually, mm-hmm. um, uh, for various reasons. I can't even remember why, but. Um, tiredness i probably got really tired yeah. and uh, so i've gone i've gone back to those and i noticed that uh, while i was going in and editing the episodes i noticed that a couple of the audio files didn't seem to look quite right and weren't working properly so i listened back to them and so the thing is i tend to do my editing really late at night mm-hmm. that's normally because uh, that's when i happen to be doing stuff or because i procrastinated or whatever and generally speaking, I felt like it's been going okay. You know that thing about how I've never fallen asleep. I've never fallen asleep while driving, but yeah. I've woken up a few times.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, that but, is a funny joke. I like it when people make that one.
1: Yeah, I. Um, that's that's a, a lot of the podcast editing I do. <laughs> it's a little bit like that, nice. and there were a couple. There were a couple of solo episodes of uh, We Have Issues. That uh, I was listening back to To try and work out why they weren't quite right Or whatever And um, and in at least one case There was a point where I almost even remember recording it <laughs> And thinking Oh, I don't I don't know what to say next I'd better look something up And there being this really long pause And me thinking, oh it's alright, I'll cut that pause out It would be really easy uh, <laughs> To cut it out that, that clearly went out with these really long pauses, and no one mentioned it. Brilliant. No one mentioned it at all. So there's that. And also, I I mean, do I sound engaging? Uh, Mike, are you still listening? Is my voice, does it go up and down at the moment? Is there a t- tonality to it? Do I... know, yeah, I'm going mispronouncing up and, it's going, a lot of my words. It's going
0: up and down a lot. I don't care for it.
1: Oh, what is that? What is that what, noise? What's what?
0: I don't know what you're talking about. James... Sorry, I moved the mic slightly so I could get into a more comfortable position. Okay. I'm sorry. No, you've got a lovely voice. I genuinely like your voice.
1: Well, when I'm really tired and recording podcasts on my own in the middle of the night, apparently I don't. Apparently <laughs> apparently I just sound really, really tired. Oh. Which makes me wonder what the 24-hour podcast we did really <laughs> sounded
0: like. Oh, I know what it sounded like in the wee small hours. It sounded like... That sounded like panic and desperation, mate. That's what that sounded like.
1: Well, and the thing is, I was comparing myself while we were doing the twenty-four hour podcast. We talk about that a lot, by the way. Really? <laughs> On this podcast, we talk about that a lot. Um, but while uh, th- while we were doing the twenty-four hour podcast, I think I was taking some solace from the fact that, uh, except for Dave, who was just like mechanically drawing,
0: <laughs> mechanically yeah, but he's drawing nice. pages still, not right. <laughs> eh? It's not is saying all right are they?
1: Well no they're not not quite. But oh. like I st- I felt pretty awake compared to how everyone else seemed to feel. Yeah. And I felt it li- and I think I was just comparing myself to everyone else. I suspect if you go back and listen <laughs> I sounded like a toy that was whose batteries were running down. <laughs> yeah a
0: little bit I think probably. Should have but-
1: definitely up up the pitch. sped it up <laughs> by just wh- what, point 0.3 or something like that.
0: Yeah. Hold on. Uh Anyway, this is a podcast about
1: yeah. um, um 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 this is a podcast about parenting. <laughs> I'm just I hadn't I hadn't realized I'm reading the chat room and Mike was in the room while we were recording the 24-hour podcast. He took part in it an awful lot. Yeah. Um I'm just now being reminded from what he's saying that he mm. fell asleep at one point while
0: I was talking. To- Brilliant. But also—he's also got a really clear picture of the desperation that was in—in in our eyes. Yeah. Like between three and six o'clock, those those were some bleak, dark hours.
1: Yes. So this is a podcast about comics. No, it isn't. This is the <laughs> other one. This is a this is a podcast about parenting. James is a dad. I am a dad. Uh, we had children uh, by um our our partners and wives or they had children by us when james was doing that whole thing which was really weird and i think he was being sincere but it sounded insincere thinking uh people who work in coffee places for their service i was uh trying to percolate up a joke wherein uh wherein we thanked our partners for their cervix
0: oh that could be very that,
1: good <clears throat> that could go on one of our t-shirts
0: couldn't it that's definitely something isn't it thank you for your cervix would you like to thank me for my phlegm in today's episode? No, I
1: don't know. I just, I think you think that this, fla- this, this flavour is, or this atmosphere, or whatever you call it, is... Room tone. Makes any, like, makes me happy, or
0: something, I don't know. What, what does make you happy, Nick?
1: I don't know.
0: Yes, yeah, quite my, a question, my, isn't it?
1: My family does.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: But unfortunately, I have to put up with so many other people.
0: Yeah, other people and their families.
1: Well, well, I don't know your family. I probably like your family more than I like you, to be honest. Look, no, is I that like... what you were talking about?
0: Yeah, yeah. I just,
1: why do we have to go to work? Why?
0: Yeah, I was thinking that after two and a bit weeks off. I was thinking that today myself while I was at work. But uh, your situation sucks more than mine at the moment. But it is rubbish, isn't it? Why, I...
1: why do we have to deal with people? Tell why you do what do we have to do with politicians? What, why? i I'll
0: tell you what I have at the moment, though, is a determination to follow avenues that will allow me to pursue other more interesting creative outlets rather than just sort of thinking about nothing but work. I have to say the, the, the work I've been doing with our, well, you, I guess you'd call him an acquaintance for yourself, and my mate Ed. I've known him um, longer than you have. Uh, yeah, you have, yeah. But I, I don't know whether you'd count him as a friend or an acquaintance, whereas I've struck up quite a friendship with him. I didn't know how to qualify the relationship that you feel you have with him. I mean yeah, maybe acquaint, if you do like acquaintance the, works. Oh so that was that was worth interrupting me for maybe? Um, You're not you are you are, <laughs> not, you are not
1: you are not going to land an argument where you
0: I am the original interrupting sheep from the knock knock <laughs> who's there interrupting sheep interrupting Bah Um Joke. That's me. Uh, that was based on me. But this this work we've been doing... Are on, you pleased with that? What? Were you pleased with that? I'm always pleased when I get a, a long-form sentence completed. <laughs> a sentence of four words or more. See, that almost went haywire, didn't it? A, a sentence of four words or more completed by me. I always I get a little sense of achievement. I get a little bit of a flush in my cheeks and a, sort of a little butterfly in my tummy.
1: It's good. In some ways, you know, in some ways, it's mm. almost good. We can almost... We almost have it easier than America in some ways. Um, in other ways, we've got it way easier. And in other ways, we've got it slightly harder. What if but we want like, to drive to the in, coast? In some ways, um, we have it way easier than them. Because can you imagine being an American? And for all their faults, for all that no one is perfect, no politician yeah. is perfect, can you imagine being an american like a, a good one one of the good yeah. ones and uh barack obama being on your telly now or coming onto twitter and saying something or being interviewed or something mm. like we don't have to worry about that because we haven't ever had one who's even remotely that good i don't uh, think certainly not in our lifetimes have we
0: no i mean people were john major key. people were dead keen on Churchill, weren't they they liked him um
1: that was a
0: while ago and he he was an important um, how about um, Attlee who followed after him no that was before him wasn't it Attlee that's stupid it was um, oh god who was it you know with uh, with Nye Bevan wasn't it in the NHS oh I you know what I should probably, in our lifetime I should research this stuff um, a good prime minister in our lifetime so right who have we had we've had um Ted Hughes um, the poly, Poet Laureate. Polly Toynbee. Wait, is Ted Hughes the Poet
1: Laureate or was he that darts player?
0: Um, we've had. Um, Roll we, Dahl. Roll Dahl. Yeah, that's he did right. Um a stretch. Um, uh, uh, Jane Asher. And, I wasn't. Um, I was Richard, Richard, with- Richard Bryers. And I, I think my favourite of all the Prime Ministers was probably Richard Bryars, but um, only in The Good Life. Yeah. Yeah. I had
1: high hopes for Cheryl Cole.
0: Yeah, Sorry, I thought Cheryl. She was, I thought she was going to be a really good one, but um,
1: she did fuck all.
0: Yeah, and she murdered all of those gypsies, didn't she? she do you remember the gypsy genocide of Cheryl Cole? Cole, it was horrible, wasn't it?
1: I don't. I mean,
0: we all went along with it. That's the embarrassing we, do we thing. Do have
1: to? I don't. I don't think we can call it a genocide.
0: She, Look, yeah, I we think... can. Cheryl Cole's gypsy genocide. <laughs>
1: accidents it's happen it's so illiterative Mis- that's what mistakes were made but you can't just you can't just call every mm. every situation mm. where a politician directly uh mm. through their actions or inaction yeah. but deliberately causes the deaths of a whole uh, or or an awful lot of people in an ethnic group yeah. you can't just always go calling that a genocide
0: uh, may, maybe, but the thing is, she did herself, if you remember. And um, yeah, the thing true, is, actually. what did my head in is she had no problem with the traveling, uh, the traveling community at all. She was really open, really open minded person, but she absolutely loved alliteration. Yeah, and and she said it was so perfect that she had to do it. It was just it was art for her, I think. And to be,
1: to be fair, it did get her that second term.
0: It did. Yeah, to be fair, yeah, she really a bit like um. Bit like uh, I, I read uh, an alternative history where there was a woman called Margaret Thatcher and she rode into power on the back of a, a war against the Argentines, which sounds ludicrous to me. But there you go.
1: Yeah. I uh, I totally. <laughs> this is this is quite. I mean, it's it, it's not really funny. It's kind of funny in retrospect because mm. I'm the butt of I'm the butt of this joke, and I I, I hold my hands up to it. <laughs> mm. I am... Um, I totally misunderstood. I wasn't really following the news, and uh, because I thought that the travelers that she had yeah. led, uh, that she had killed all of, yeah. I thought it was those uh, middle-class white crusty guys. Like all of those, wow, I thought it's them. We could So really, I voted. Yeah. So yeah. I voted for them,
0: and now they're all we've got left. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're the ruling car- class now, aren't they? That's the sort of thing. I tell you what, um, things really took the... Uh, Turn for the worst. I thought several years ago when Giles Browne was um, elected pope, that was quite a scary moment because you remember he had the uh, he had the Vatican nuclear codes, didn't he? And he said, yeah. uh, unless unless uh, all Catholics wear brightly coloured jumpers uh, all the time, even for when they're having um, love," uh, he'd, he'd set the nukes off, and that was that was horrible.
1: It was the shadow of that was over us for a while. Yeah, it was a it was a fearful, terrifying time. But well, you'll remember
0: that you remember that terrifying series that was on the BBC at a time called Threads. And yeah. you remember the opening opening sequence, and it was just an unraveling, unravelling an unraveling jumper. jumper with a design. Yeah, we, I mean, and, then, and then and then a mushroom cloud superimposed behind it. It was horrible, really chilling, wasn't it?
1: But embroidered. Yeah. It was like, um, but the stained glass, all of the stained glass glass windows got put through yes, and re- and replaced with sort of giant, not really tapestries. They were like knitted, knit. it was knit. That's knitted, right, yeah, it? kind of
0: crocheted.
1: Doesn't really let the light through, but it's, I think, you know, it's
0: pretty. Well, it's gappy in it, it's gappy, so I mean, you get a little bit of sort of dappled light through it. So it made the places feel pretty holy. Yeah. Terry
1: Wogan never quite made it through though, did he?
0: He didn't know. He didn't. He. Uh, I, I think. I
1: think in a lot of ways, he was the prime minister of our hearts.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was a shame when he was killed in that tunnel in Paris after paparazzi were chasing him while he was trying to fillet uh, the Princess of Wales, who was actually a Thai ladyboy.
1: Yeah, very I'm, sad. I'm, I'm, unco- I'm uncomfortable with Thai ladyboy, um, <laughs> and uh, Graham Norton's tell-all because uh, obviously he was the bodyguard. Yeah. Uh well the and and he was driving. Yeah. And here's Tell All afterwards, he's basically been dining out on that ever since. Which well he's disrespectful
0: just, he's disrespectful to the transsexual community, I thought, which is a shame.
1: He's such a um an opportunist,
0: he Graham is. Norton. Yeah. He'd
1: have he, he'd have nothing if not for Terry Wogan. That's very and true. He's just been dining out on Terry Wogan's corpse. Yeah. For all this time since.
0: I see where he was dining out on the Princess of Wales, wasn't he, you know what I'm saying? With that big, that uh, big old German sausage he had.
1: I'm really uncomfortable with what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, I, right
0: I, ima- I can imagine it was uncomfortable, to be honest with you. But um yeah, <sighs> Prince of Hearts.
1: <laughs> the royal family haven't been quite right since Freddie died, have they? they when haven't. it comes
0: to it. No, that's true. Yeah, and they tried to replace him with that younger fella, and it ain't working, is it?
1: No, what Roger Williams
0: is that one of the saddest things in the world? Queen still touring with a different front man. I don't feel entirely comfortable. Adam Lambert in it is it
1: the guy from One Direction?
0: Probably. I don't know.
1: I don't. Can I be honest?
0: Yeah. I. Can you hear my
1: chair creaking? Yeah. I don't. I don't really know. I don't think I really know what a One Direction is.
0: No, I keep hearing about it. It's a boy band. Is it do they play instruments? I don't I think they've split up mate. I think they're done.
1: So I don't have to learn about them then? Well it's up to
0: you whether you want to learn about them or not, isn't it? It's like well, I just it's like, oh have you heard of have you heard of Nietzsche? Well, yeah, I've heard of Nietzsche. He's like he's a, uh uh he was a philosopher, wasn't he? That sort of thing. It's like oh oh do I have to learn about him? No, it's optional. There are books if you want to learn about him, but he's completely optional and I think it's the same with um one Direction I think learning about them is optional
1: well but the You're thing is you get I'm, tested
0: on your deathbed the
1: um, thing is I'm a bit worried because they've um uh, Charlotte Church she's she's announced there's going to be a new election yes. and I feel like if I don't if I don't learn about uh the One Directions yeah. and the um the uh oh the, the ginger chappy with the flyaway hair and a bit of a stammer Oh, uh, Edward. Yeah, him, Edward, and um, and uh, Pam McMillan, and Johnny Depp. Oh, I'm worried Pan- that if I don't bone up on all mm. those people and the Hardy Boys, yeah. if I don't learn about them, I'm not go- I'm not going to know who any of the uh, politicians are come the next election.
0: Pam McMillan, which is sca- which is in six weeks. Pam McMillan scares me because, of course, she's in charge of that uh, jackbooted security force, uh, the McMillan nurses. Which they sound so pleasant and benign, don't they? But actually, they're a, um, a, a devilish, uh, an evil uh, secret army uh, that's uh, yeah. bent on uh, rooting out wrongdoers and you know lefty thinkers, and quite right too. Britain for the it's British not, and all that,
1: it's um, the thing is like as tragic as it is uh, that Victoria would died, and uh, as much as she is. She was really a national treasure. I mean, I'm yeah. not joking. She was. She was really oh, a national yeah. treasure. I never really. Uh, I don't think we. Thing is, Pam McMillan. She was for all those mm. years. She was happily plodding along doing the uh, the sort of slightly slightly cheeky and cosy, um, uh, rural accent poetry and stuff on telly. <laughs> And then Victoria Wood came in, mm. usurped her, and mm. all she had left was far-right politics.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you've got nowhere to go then, have you? No.
1: I remember. I mean, I- that she, was, she was one of the pilots in um, one of those Star Wars prequels. I remember That's that.
0: Because do you remember when Nicolas Cage found Victoria Wood in the Smithsonian in a TIE fighter? That was a really enjoyable film. Nicolas Cage? Nicolas Cage found Victoria Wood in a TIE fighter in the Smithsonian... Museum because everyone thought she got she got blown up on Alderon, but f- no, apparently she um, escaped in a spinny Tie Fighter. You
1: know when them Tie the Fighters go? To-
0: yeah, that's right. Yeah,
1: the guy from the Bad Seeds,
0: the Bad Seed himself,
1: was in a film.
0: Yeah, called National Treasures, and it was um, set in the Smithsonian Museum where all the creatures come alive at night. And Victoria Woods in a tie fighter, spinny oh, a spinny getting, tie fighter.
1: I'm getting a bit of a brain headache. <laughs> so, was that was that before or after Fairy Tale of New York?
0: No, that was um, that was before it, because um, during the recording of that, she mashed uh, she smashed uh, Shane McGowan's teeth out with a with a monkey wrench.
1: What? The yeah. little guy from Grange Hill was, right, yeah. was there when uh, the guy from the Bad Seeds was recording Fairy Tale in New York. Do you know what? I think that Fairy Tale New York was. I mean, it's a classic. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. obviously, it's a classic. But I it seems a little bit
0: contrived. I mean, no,
1: dare, dare I say it? It seems in slightly poor taste. To do a Christmas song about the World Trade Center coming down.
0: Um, yeah, well, we and were calling it a happened, fairy tale because it was. Everyone was like, "Oh, this isn't a nice looking building. I wish it would fall down." It brought and us then, all together. Then it, then it spontaneously fell over, and everyone was really pleased about it. Yeah. And the
1: good news is mm. that once the World Trade Center came down, it meant that Donald Trump's Trump Tower became the tallest yeah. building in New York. Apparently.
0: Yeah, and luckily. So small Um, mercies. I read that um, the entire uh, global supply of vaccines were in the World Trade Center when it came down, and that is no autism. So that's really good.
1: There's no autism? None at all. That'll explain why I couldn't get a diagnosis.
0: (laughs) 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 That'll be it.
1: We've still got another 15 minutes.
0: Oh, Jesus. I um, I feel a little bit like I should have a dog in front of me and a bass drum strapping me back mm-hmm. <laughs> and cymbals on me. No, that's not fair. No, because that would Im- imply a one-man band. I meant I was busking. So oh. maybe, maybe we, me with a guitar and you with a harmonica.
1: You be Chaz, I'll be Dave.
0: Do you remember the um, the sand dog phenomenon? Uh, a few years ago where uh, there was these guys turning up on London streets making sand dogs and then the Daily Mail exposed these people who were almost inevitably um, from uh, shores other than our own uh, claimed that it was a scam uh, and I read a follow-up article about it uh, a month or two ago turns out it wasn't a scam at all uh, these people were genuinely just it was they were making very similar models because it's a really easy shape to make with wet sand
1: I'm really confused, what did people think it like there were dogs made of sand no
0: no they thought it was like um sort of like a some sort of plaster cast model and they are just sort of playing about with it or something or there was some sort of scam to it that they hadn't really made it with sand cuz you know oh. they didn't they spoke english with an accent unlike one of the ones that we recognize for, as being indigenous to this nation so therefore they must automatically be untrustworthy
1: I'm fucking sick of the tabloids. Do you remember that? Do you remember that story that ran across mm. the Murdoch papers? Like I think mm. the Sun. It was even on the front page of the Sun. Yeah. Where they were trying to expose, um, you know those uh, those people who do the like it's the graffiti. It's the it's the the the, the chalk the drawings. The drawings on the floor. The like coloured chalk. Drawings oh yeah, on the, the pavement
0: artists.
1: Where it where it looks like um, it looks like oh oh, there's a hole in the ground yeah. that goes all the way through to hell. Yeah. And um and oh, there's a this is you're really on top of a really tall building or something. Yeah. And they tried to expose that as saying these fuckers were coming there in the middle of the night and mm. actually digging a hole through to hell, <laughs> and then passing it off as passing well, it off as a or taking advantage of the sinkholes from the yeah. last government and well, I, like I, passing
0: it off as a drawing. I heard that some of them were turning up at night, performing satanic rites, and actually opening up swirling portals to the satanic realm.
1: Which yeah. is you, really
0: lazy, and
1: I mean, I don't. I it made me feel really sympathetic for those guys, even though mm. I don't necessarily agree with what they were doing. Especially, I always thought that what was in slightly poor taste was one of them. I remember seeing it because it did all the rounds on Tumblr and um, uh, Pinterest and Reddit and Face Party and um, and, Scott, and Skype and all all of those and WhatsApp and and, um, and um, Facebook. And uh, friends reunited, and Friendster, oh, and all of those.
0: Friends reunited.
1: And uh, G- yeah, and GeoCities, <laughs> you said, didn't you? And Damon, and um, and uh, LinkedIn, and LiveJournal, and it did all of the rounds of all of those. And it was um, one of those guys had uh, uh, like he'd done it, and he'd done it so it looked like, and he was propped up, and so that it looked like this 3D version of mm. it was like you were on top of you were on top of the World Trade Centre, but it was coming mm. down around you and you were trying to jump. And I always thought that was in really poor taste. Uh, but yeah. the Sun tried to pass it off as the guy had actually moved the... Because he, he, uh, he was Middle Eastern. Yeah. They, they, they tried to pass it off that he'd actually moved the whole World Trade Centre, that it was all part of the same thing, that he'd moved the World Trade Centre to the middle of London and then
0: made but it collapse. I heard that he'd moved it... To- Dubai as part of a World Trade Centre um like family park um and attraction. So you actually got uh you got the stand on it's like a roller coaster and you get to stand on the top and it collapses. And they're all celebrating that fact. And that's, you because know, that's what they're like.
1: I the, is that the
0: video where it
1: looks like it looks like they're celebrating a cricket win but it was actually something yeah, people, to do yeah people people
0: posted it saying look at these people they're enjoying cricket when they were just enjoying um the slow decline of western civilization that's all
1: i mean we're we're joking about a a tragedy that really did happen obviously the world trade center is awful but the one thing i've never really understood i never got i never really understood the world trade center the thing i never even though that was that was my king kong building because i grew up <laughs> with the 1970s version where he jumps from one one of the towers to the other. But the thing, thing I've never really understood about it is... Well, your voice it,
0: cracked a little bit there. I know. Okay,
1: at the time it was built, biggest building in the world, it remained one of the biggest buildings in the world. I don't... What the fuck are you going to trade it with?
0: It was always it doesn't the,
1: make any sense.
0: What, whatever you did, it was always the biggest building in the world because if you put the two of them on top of each other, yeah, you're actually... Well, exactly. You're at the moon.
1: So what are you gonna trade it with? It was stupid. Exactly. They yeah. they created this trading item, but it's like it's like if um it's well, like they, if uh Mr. Nintendo or whoever yeah. it was created Pikachu mm. and then said like you've got a you've got this this collectible card game yeah. and you've got Pikachu and you've got to catch him, and then yeah. you can trade him with your friends, but the only other one he came up with was Pikachu. It's well, nonsense. not I mean, It doesn't make any fucking
0: sense. It was never really... I mean, the same thing is. it was never really a success. The reason it was so big, because it was the World Trade Centre, it was actually a centre built to trade worlds with alien species. So it was made big so they'd see it. They'd come and they'd <laughs> trade their world for our world. So maybe, for example, they were um, a, a, a carbon dioxide-breathing... Creature, and we were trying to sell our uh, choked little crap hole for their, uh, you know, beautiful, <laughs> unspoilt planet, and we were going to like kid them on with a couple of like slick videos or something, you know. We'd get an we'd get an American PR firm to come in and slicking it up a little bit, you know, give it a bit of razzmatazz, sell them our planet, so we could go and move to theirs. It never, it never, um, it never, it never pulled that off, and I think that's very sad. Uh, I blame the aliens, to be honest It's a seller's market, isn't it? because the whole
1: space program was just a hoax put on by a bloke in his basement. I
0: think. That's right. Yeah. Well, no, an Israeli lad in his um, in his mother's basement, apparently.
1: But that that makes much more sense. That yeah. the, that explains why it was called the World Trade Center. Yeah. My um my inter my understanding of it was just rubbish.
0: Yeah. No. The um. Yeah. It's right there on the. It's right as they say. Uh, it does what it says on the packet. James. Yeah.
1: You're um. You're depressive.
0: Oh yeah, very depressive.
1: So and I actually I don't I don't think this is why I'm so glum because I was quite glum before this. <laughs> you were to call um, it off me. We uh, we what uh we watched and really, really well enjoyed is the wrong word, but we watched the whole of a show called Thirteen Reasons Why. Um which is a Netflix show. I do I um, We thought it was very it's very, very good. It's really well acted. Taken from the perspective of it being a really very impressive uh, version of the genre of teen high school-like drama, it's really, really good. As a sort of uh, examination of bullying and abuse and all of the different levels at which... It is possible for us to hurt people, sometimes deliberately, sometimes without even realising. It's really, really good. What it has become a bit controversial for is that it's basically about suicide. Well, I don't think it is about suicide, but the framing of it is, um, a, su- is a suicide. It's a girl who has has committed suicide before mm. the show starts. And the 13 reasons why are she's recorded... 13 tapes explaining uh, it's not all of the things that led to led to her 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 feeling as that so desperate that she killed herself but it's um it's it's the the main ones the ones that can be most directly linked to individuals Mm. and it's from the perspective of a got a young teenage a teenage boy who who was in love with her but was really crap uh was really like uh, neurotic about showing it, mm. and he's listening to the tapes. The conceit being that the um, tapes go are going through to the people on the tapes in order. So right. the first one, first one listens to all of them and then passes on to the next one. And there's a, I mean that that makes it sound like it's a fun thing that they're all doing. No, there's there's like a uh, there's consequences to not following through on it, basically. Um,
0: Supernatural consequences.
1: No, 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 not supernatural. Just, no. just common or garden-like uh, consequences. Um, and it's interesting. It's one of those things where I had a lot of sympathy for the initial complaints about it I heard, which were um, people were getting quite angry on Twitter saying, and I don't think this has been to, like, I don't think this is actually, I don't think there's that much truth to this, that they had um, taught the people making the show had talked to um, experts mm. about covering teen suicide in a thing, and then had just ignored every thing that they were told, which it seems might not actually be true. That there might be a little bit of um, myth myth building going on, that you know anti anti myth building going on there, you know, oh, anti- okay. going on there. Um, that that largely comes from the quite. Quite persuasive argument that um, if teens teens who might be considering committing suicide would see a situation like this where people were... Um, there was the idea that it was glorifying teen suicide in a way that would make people think it was an option, think it was a good option. Okay. Now, having seen the whole thing, I would say that I really... Didn't get a sense from any of it that it was suggesting that this was a solution to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, I, I think that really it's um, it's just a really effective way of it, it does a really effective job of building uh, building a sense that someone doesn't have to be broken to be that desperate. You know, they they don't have to come out of a cookie cutter fucked in the head and so mm-hmm. they're always gonna kill themselves. There are ways that there are ways that we could be kinder to each other or or there are ways that a person's situation can get sober. Do you know what I mean? I, I I understand the I understood the arguments against it while not really being them not really entirely sitting right. But it's one of those few things where I've I've now read a couple of articles where people have written like full on pieces about it. And the two things that come up are the people had not watched the whole of it. <laughs> the, 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 main, the main thing that seems consistent across these things are that the people complaining about it in a lot of cases haven't actually watched it um, at all. And they basically totally talked me out of having any sympathy for the idea that this was a bad show at all. Do you see what I mean? I, I so vehemently disagreed with the things that these people wrote. I came out of it thinking, well, I understand why it might not be a good show for everyone to watch, but like, those people are wrong, and therefore I think it's great. But like, do you think there's been a point where you've been? Because I don't, I don't have the same sort of. I've, I've never really, I've never really had My situation's never really been that bleak, or at least my situation's been bleak. But I've never considered just switching off on everything. Uh-huh. Um, but well whenever i've watched something or consumed some art or um or read something or anything like that that was about subjects that really cut to the bone of whatever on whatever i was feeling regardless the extent to how sad i am or like whether i'm super depressed or whether i'm lovelorn or any of those different any of the different things whenever i've watched something where the people in the thing were going through what I was going through, even if it ended with them still being miserable but revelling in it, like somehow being triumphant. Yeah. It never made me feel... It made me feel less alone, but that didn't send me further into a spiral. Do you see what I mean? It never made me feel good about being... or felt made me feel right about being how I felt. So, like, do, do, when you're when you're really depressed, do you listen to... Do you try and... Do things that will. Isn't there a comfort sometimes to? I don't know. Do you know what I'm asking? Or... No, when
0: I'm in, yeah, but I think the thing when I'm in a really bad depression, there is no comfort. Yeah. Um. There, there, There's nothing that provides affirmation and nothing that provides comfort when you're really depressed. It's just everything's just kind of heavy and black. Yeah. And and there's there's almost nothing you can do. I always remember. I, seriously, I have got a little bit of a problem because <clears throat> yeah. I've got a, the the tonal shift in this podcast has given me a nosebleed. Um, oh, really? Have you got a
1: nosebleed? No.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just a big tonal shift. I was joking. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. The, no, the I mo- didn't.
1: I didn't get that. I thought you were actually having a nosebleed.
0: The moment I remember, like just everything being so completely black, and I, but I remember taking a snapshot of it in my head. Mm-hmm. Is um, Nicola and Scarlett? Scarlett would have been about four or five, so yeah, only about a year or so ago. But but yeah. but so much younger than she is now. She she yeah. she seems so grown up these days. But um, uh, Nicola was reading Scarlett story, and I was I was curled up at the bottom of the bed listening to them, yeah. and just I couldn't feel any joy at all. I just felt empty, and it was the most Pitiful and unpleasant feeling I've ever had in my life and I, I totally I totally get people who want to um want to turn lights off because it, it's a horrible place to um to be I totally didn't expect to be talking about this today I have to oh, say oh no sorry that because one... <coughs> sorry we, we... You, you, you've inadvertently got me to interrogate and <laughs> in my mind I wasn't entirely I'm totally oh. sure I wanted to today well, sorry. It's, it's
1: that, like, no, it's fine. It's um, it's because we just. I mean, I'm sorry, but it's because it's because we just watched it and it's fresh in my mm. mind. The thing that really stuck with me because it's it's something that's uh, the it was it was wrong to ask you as a grown up anyway because mm. I think that the pressures on um, it, I, I, don't, I don't. I don't mind think you asking ac-
0: me, by the way, Nick. Sorry, I want to make no, it fine. clear because. Especially our relationship as friends, but definitely, you know, I, I don't. Even if it means accessing memories, I don't really necessarily want to go to at any given moment.
1: Mm.
0: I'm I'm always prepared to talk about it because it's better than not.
1: Well, it's interesting because I think the argument, the the one the one thing I'm the one thing I might be concerned about is I know you wouldn't be hurt. Well, no, mm. I know you wouldn't be offended, but. The argument that keeps coming up about this show is that it's irresponsible, <laughs> okay. and um, and so it was a bit irresponsible. The thing is, I think that it wasn't it, it wasn't maybe useful to frame bringing it up the way I did because I think what, what I think what teenagers go through is really different. I wouldn't say that it's necessarily
0: yeah I, worse. I, I think I I think I probably suffered. I definitely had depression, anxiety as as a teenager. But not as bad as I had it when I got older, I think to have to have bad depression and anxiety as a teenager must be a nightmare with those hormones as well absolutely horrifying
1: I suspect there are people who um on balance are aren't actually like a relatively neurotypical who go through all of that stuff when they're teenagers anyway yeah. because it's an an ice it's like you feel isolated when you're depressed. But you also feel isolated a lot of the time when you're a teenager at school. Yeah. Like, it's an isolating thing. And, you know, I'd say that it isn't It isn't like there's this switch that goes off in your... That I wouldn't say that there's this switch in your life that says, you are depressed, therefore you are suicidal, or, or any of those things. I think that it's an accumulation of things, but as much as anything else isolation and loneliness and you don't have to be depressed to feel isolated and lonely and like there's no hope or any of those things in some ways all you really need to have is a bad few months with no one to talk to or help you out of of it if you see what i mean no of course um the thing that really turned my head and made me just made me just completely no i've got no sympathy for this argument that this show shouldn't have been made and to say to talk about it in any ways of justifying it, make it sound more weighty than it is. Uh, It's well, it is, it's weighty subject matter and it's handled very, uh, with a lot of gravity, but in a lot of other ways it is in a lot of other ways. It's very thematically like any other, any other high school show. Yeah. See what I mean? It's just that it's more, maybe more honest about the potential stakes of a lot of what goes on. Yeah. Really. And, um, And, um, but there was a, there was a particular article I read and it was a woman who said she hadn't watched the show at all, but she, uh, she was on, uh, she was uh, on a trip with her, with her family and her son had been watching the, watching the show on Netflix. So he watched the last three episodes and she was there. So she, and he's a teenage boy about 16 or 17 Mm. and, um, And she didn't really know anything about it beyond the basic premise. And she watched the last three episodes and she went into a complete tailspin about it, which is what led to her writing this article. Um, She hasn't watched the rest of the show. And um, in a lot of ways, the the dread and the context of the show had... And this boy... And I think the other thing that led to... That fed into her fear of this was that her son... uh, The impression she got was that her son and all of his friends who were roughly the same... Like danger zone age group were all totally into this show, mm. and of course they fucking were because it was a show about teenagers that treated their lives like they're actually important, yeah. you know that it's not trivial. Um But she got from those three episodes that it was uh, glorifying um, the glorifying the idea that you could you could have suicide and you could uh, commit suicide, sorry, and it would. Uh, uh, like um, be like having revenge on all the people and everyone would everyone would sit around worrying about how awful they'd been to you and stuff um, and that isn't really what happens in the last three episodes but at the same time there is so much stuff in the last three episodes that is genuinely the most horrific stuff I've ever seen in a TV show like not not just related to the final act, like just a- around it. Some of the stuff that happens is horrible, and in no way glorifies anything. It's just uh-huh. horrid. But the thing that really struck me about this was, she was talking to her son, and her son had been suicidal a few years before. She'd had a, like when he was a younger teenager, they'd he'd had a spell of, um, suicide uh, like suicidal uh, thoughts and and stuff like that. So obviously I understand why she was in, totally sensitive to it. But she was talking to him and she was trying and she was saying to him that um you know that um you're like you do understand, you know, why do you think she might have done that though and why would you think that was okay and you understand that it's um what do you think she could have done that basically trying to talk him out of thinking what was happening was okay, I think. Mm which nobody who'd actually watched the whole thing would, I think, think. And he said, well, I think the thing is that, like she was saying, well, do you not think she could have reached out to one more person and helped and got help? And he said, well, the thing is that by that point, like too much stuff had happened Mm -hmm. already. Like she was, and it sounds like he said it in a very matter of fact way. And his mother went into a total panic and had no idea that he could even possibly think that way. Mm. Even though even though he's basically describing what happens in the show, that's the yeah. impression you get in the show. Lots of stuff has happened to the girl by this point. And the and it's not it's not a very um what's the word? It's not a very generous impression I got from it. And I understand why the woman, the mother would have felt like this, but the really strong impression I got was that her son had been had gone through this suicidal um, period before. They'd got through it. And suddenly he was talking to her openly about stuff that she had no idea he was capable of thinking. Yeah. And her first instinct was, this is bad. He shouldn't be thinking about this. Anything that would make him talk about mm. this and think about this is bad. Therefore, this is a wrong thing and nobody should be watching it and that instinct worries me a lot because i kind of think the opposite
0: yeah but i don't think it's it i i think when people are forced to confront things they hadn't considered before they can have extreme reactions to them and i think yeah absolutely actually that's normal and it sounds really unfortunate that this woman's had a reaction to a situation in her life that's caused her a lot of heartbreak, and it's. So I don't think when you you know you interview people whose family members have died in really unpleasant circumstances, and it, when they are fresh in their grief, it is not the right moment to be asking them to make rational judgments. Oh, absolutely, yeah. and you know it sounds like this this family are going on a bit of a voyage of discovery about the mental health of one of the family members. And it doesn't sound to me like, um, the mother necessarily uh, presently has the tools to be able to process that. And, you know, if it's a shame that these things are allowed to go on in public, because that's sounds to me like a really private thing between that family. And it's it's um, sort of state of the world we live in, where there are too many forums for people to be able to to say things, present a present an opinion, when actually the opinion is a result of an emotion. Because far you know, too
1: many, yeah,
0: emotion-led decisions aren't aren't very good, are they? Apart from maybe like marriage and stuff like that, having a kid, maybe. So that's the problem. It's really difficult. We're human beings, and and part of our part of our um, uh, genetic programming is that we do have to make some decisions based on emotion, and um, uh, so then it becomes difficult to be able to sort of sift through the data and work out what's a good decision and what's a bad decision because you're having to work out whether you've made it on the basis of logic or emotion.
1: Yeah, there are far too. You're right. There are. There are far too many um at, at outlets and platforms and opportunities to uh, <laughs> to sit with an idea pitch, pitch the idea to a website that's going to mm. allow you to write a think piece about it yeah, well you know. i i i totally i totally agree with you um mm. I actually totally agree with you and i I remember the um I remember when all of the papers were getting opinions from the lady whose son had a copy of Manhunt and got like yeah yeah he he got killed like he got killed ostensibly mm. over the game but he was the one who'd had the game and played through it not the yeah. other kid and they yeah. and the papers kept uh, and the media kept asking this woman her opinion and she ended up campaigning um, mm. against video games and I had so much sympathy for her mm. while at the same time thinking. Well, she's not an expert, though. Right? Like, I don't, I don't yeah. know why her, her grief has like,
0: been manipulated. It's very much exa- like um, exactly. the. Um, I don't know if this is apocryphal, actually. So I should be careful. But apparently, the father of Leah Betts, who famously died, apparently after taking ecstasy, initially, were we campaigned very strongly mm. uh, against the drug, and then later recanted and and I believe modified his attitudes towards drug prohibition.
1: Yeah, I think talking talking to people
0: who are grieving—the only thing you should be doing to people who are grieving—is offering them comfort and sympathy. You should not be asking them to form national opinion or policy, because we will all face—we will all face grief, and we will all face grief for different reasons. Um, You know where where it can—it can be avoided. It should be, you know, but we will all face it and we should none of us should be placed in a position where we're trying to sway opinion I, th- I think it's very different diff- different when people have gone have gone through a grieving process and then want to um, campaign for something i think I think that's very different, but I think I think in particular, our tabloids have a really insidious way of picking at the bones of people's grief that's really sickening and really embarrassing. Yeah. I, Look, yeah, Nick. I, agree. I, I need to. I need to take some pharmaceuticals. Otherwise, I'm not going to get up for work tomorrow.
1: I know, and I'm going to have to work out what the content warn the content warning for this episode. Jesus, was like, yeah, it got quite heavy.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, it got it got quite heavy all of a sudden after a really um, long winded, light hearted riff. You got a nosebleed. I did not you see. Might- I did not see that change of gear coming at all. It you almost might have threw me out the You almost threw me out of the passenger seat. That was incredible. Well done. Should have been wearing your passenger seat belt. Yeah, I should have been wearing my passenger seat belt. You're quite right. Um, I'll I'll tell you more about um, Alchemy next week, if that's all right. Um, But I'd like to to share some information with people who listen and and maybe ask people if they're interested in helping us, if that's okay with you.
1: Yes. And also tell
0: people people to listen to uh, Hello Newman podcast, hellonewmanpod.com. Where uh, Steve and I talk about Seinfeld commentary. Yeah, do commentary.
1: Listen to that; it's
0: good. Uh, And there's more in the um, in the uh, Google Drive if you fancy uh, chucking them on.
1: That's why would you? You see, this is why it takes me so long to edit these Mm. shows. Is I just know there's going to be so much stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve Steve
0: set up the show notes for them, so
1: yeah,
0: got away with that, didn't I? With what? Steve's doing the show notes. I'm really pleased about that because I'm shit at it.
1: You, you kept deflecting me. uh, Me trying to get you to give a shit.
0: Oh, I'm doing loads of other stuff though at the moment. It's just everything stresses me out. But I'm enjoying it. But everything stresses me out.
1: I'm just hang on. I just. um, What are you doing now? Just took a pic. I just. uh, I. I, I'm just gonna share this. Hang on. To. um... You've got to go. Uh, yeah. This has been. Uh, oh, this has thank been you, podca- Mike. The the address is other temp well, No, what is it? The address this is, is http
0: newman. semicolon forward slash forward slash other ten percent dot net forward slash category forward slash podcasts forward slash hello newman forward slash smiley face.
1: Um, but doesn't doesn't hello newman dot com work as well?
0: Uh, hello really, newman pod dot com works. Hello
1: newmanpod.com dot com.
0: It's redirected to the other ten percent, but we bought the domain
1: yeah, yeah what i like I mean people buy domains all the time. you're not special. it's not a competition
0: oh, oh I thought it was, I thought it was going to win a prize it, if I told you I bought the domain
1: it doesn't stand for hello newman dot hello newmanpo dot competition am i the just,
0: am I the king of this domain? well, I'm the joint ruler, I'm probably the queen, if anything,
1: yeah. You're probably the queen. You're right. I'm the queen uh, of my on, domain. Up uh, two GM recording. Keep an eye on Twitter, James. Okay. Right. Thank you. Uh, th- this has been a podcast about, uh, about t- fucking I don't know, this week. Try it's me. been all over the place. Trying to amuse um, me and
0: then break me. That's what it was about.
1: Yeah. Thank you uh, to uh, Mike for keeping us company in the chat room. You Thanks, can- Mike. Uh, join him in the chat room every week. He's like the custodian of the chat room every week when we record these live. Mm. Uh, we are patron support at patreon.com forward slash TOTP. Mainly it covers like the hosting and domain names and stuff like that. Um, and uh, so thank you to our patrons there. And thank you to me for uh, 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 being on the podcast. Thank you to you, James.
0: For thank being you. On the podcast. Yeah. Thank you to the music. Thank you to. Um... Thank you to the the retail staff. Thank you for your service.
1: Uh, Thank you for your cervix to our uh, lovely partners. That works. Uh, That's brilliant. And thank you to uh, you, listener, um, presuming and assuming uh, and anticipating that you are not one of the 30 bots that is listening. I'll stop saying that. That
0: really makes me sad. (laughs) Thank you. Why would bots want to listen to a podcast?
1: I don't know. They've maybe transformed into into uh, uh, something that beings. gives a shit. Yeah,
0: yeah. maybe. Right. Bye bye. Go your hard out. Go do your okay. hard out thing. Okay. um uh, I'll play a theme tune. I'll, just yeah. for you, Mike. Just for you. Uh, I'm gonna leave the uh, leave the mic open, Mike. There you go. But it just it gives me a sense of completeness. Gives you an enormous sense of well being. It does. Yeah, and then I'm happy for the rest of the day.